back guys this is episode 182 of the q a podcast my name is anthony sitting right across from me via zoom as always it's my pal de quincy hey everybody how you doing man i'm good i'm good i uh we're recording on st patrick's day and uh, i'm not drunk yet so actually maybe i'm not good i'm just thankful you didn't uh start off the podcast with an irish accent oh no no uh uh, I don't think I don't think we can. <laughs> well, we're minorities, so I, we probably could, but I'd rather not. <laughs> do, do you I'd have a, not be recorded? <laughs> do you have a good one? Of course. Uh, I, I do not. So <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Yeah, let's say coming from you live, St. Patrick's Day. Um, this recording is going to be a little touch and go because about. 30 minutes ago, I got a text message from Xfinity reporting there's an outage in the area. Oh, boy. So uh, we're going to ride this horse as long as we can. Somebody got drunk and cut the fiber optic cable. Uh, I don't know what happened. I don't know. Because it's, it rained a little bit, but that shouldn't have knocked it out. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody got drunk and cut the fiber cord on, on St. Patrick's Day. It's Xfinity. No telling. Someone could have got drunk at the Xfinity place and just hit a couple of cables or poured <laughs> beer on the on the console like Homer did that one time that one episode where they had to get Bart back home so he poured <laughs> beer over the console it's like oh my god Springfield you're running without a an X92 oh my god for the sweet love of god <laughs> so yeah um we're here to talk about baseball it's finally back in our lives. The lockout's over after 99 excruciating days. <sighs> finally gets to talk about baseball with some certainty, mm. which is nice. We finally get to talk about baseball without thinking about the owners, which is also nice. Yeah. All right, so man. I don't know, how do you want to do it? Do you want to talk about the, the CBA, the big points of it, or just – Jump right into the season. I'm good either way. I'm trying to think. The biggest points about the CBA um, to me is um, they've fixed, well, not completely fixed, but they've done a little work on the arbitration scale where um, basically all players in arbitration instead of just, well, pre-arbitration, excuse me, pre-arbitration, instead of just getting whatever they can get, they have a um, – basically a um a bunny pool so the young guys can get paid more faster um uh a better minimum salary i, I think it's about seven hundred thousand. uh what what else um extra money for you know um and draft picks for uh players who come in i think it's first and second rookie of the year so the union may did get some things that they wanted they didn't get everything they wanted because i think the draft uh, the um pre-arbitration pool is like 30 million dollars okay 
and the players want like a hundred million. So you know you have to give and get. Yeah, I mean, with the, uh, I think financially with with these with these agreements, I mean, the thing that I guess fans will notice most, uh, besides probably higher ticket prices at some point, but uh, that goes without saying, I guess. I mean, but, that that's happening no matter what. Yeah, I guess the way that these. Uh, the way that these players are getting paid a little bit earlier minimum salaries and stuff, we, we might see more movement in terms of players coming and going. Like, I know the idea is that the players want to get paid as early as they can, and that may very well be the case with if you're the Yankees, perhaps, or the Dodgers or something like that. Um, but, you know, you might see more small market teams get rid of their guys sooner. Um, I mean, at that point, if you if you're sacrificing young guys as soon as they get a little expensive, why do you even have the team? Right. Like, do you know that um that the teams each team gets, I think it's six, it's either sixty three or sixty five million dollars from TV money before anything. Yeah, it's 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 insane. In fact, um, I'm going to go look at the teams right now, and I can tell you which teams have a. Um, have a payroll under that sixty. Let's say sixty-three million. Which in this in this day and age of baseball, it's hard to imagine a team having a payroll under seventy-five million at this point. Um, but I think the right. so far right now, as of today, twenty twenty-two total payroll. These are teams that are under that sixty-three million dollars. The Oakland Athletics at 41 million, the Cleveland Guardians at 35 million, the Pittsburgh Pirates also at 35 million, and the Baltimore Orioles at 30 million. How is that even possible? It. I these. These owners just rely on fans always coming back, no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a sport that it's a that sport that you love. You're passing down to your kids and so forth and so on. And they they just expect fans to keep coming back, no matter what. And they keep coming back, no matter what happens. Yeah. So, like, if you if you're a fan of the Orioles or like the Padres, like I don't understand why you even pay attention to that team. Not the Padres, the Pirates, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got to give credit to teams like Tampa who lock up their guys quickly. Like they're, they're the model for just avoiding arbitration altogether. Tampa Bay, $75 million payroll so far. Like, well, I don't. I don't understand. I'm sorry. I don't know what the hell the point of having. You don't want to spend money. You don't want other people to spend money because it makes you look like the asshole that you are. Right. And you don't seem to want to win. Like you. Like I just hate these these new owners that only come in thinking about oh I'm gonna make as much money as I can for as long as I can. 
Like, if it was a fair and just world, every time you see the Pittsburgh Pirates, the stadium would be completely in, empty. Same thing with the Orioles. Right. All these teams that don't seem to give a shit about actually winning on the field. Yeah, it's it's just ridiculous how bad these teams are and how poorly constructed they are um, to just ensure that they keep losing and still make money. Uh, These owners would keep crying poor, never open up their books and keep getting away with it. But, you know, I'm not here to talk about these jackasses. I'm not here to talk about the games on the field, man. Just fuck you, man. So so we'll see that. And I think the biggest change out of the, the CBA that impacts the game and the fans, at least, for me, is the universal DH. Oh, and I'm so happy. It's a long time coming. I'm tired it's about of, time. Yeah. I'm tired of watching these pitchers go out there and flail and hit one, you know, try to hit a buckle nine. I'm done with right. it. Let's. Let's see some real action. Let's see some goddamn run scored. I'm over Dingers. here. Like, yeah, I'm over here like Jay Jonah Jameson. Give me more <laughs> home runs. Do you want to know the truth or do you want to see me hit some dingers? Dingers. dingers. That's dingers. what I want. I feel like uh, uh, Big E. I didn't come here to see no work rate. I didn't come here to see the. <laughs> pageantry and the and the the beautiful game i came here to see runs damn it big meaty men hitting dingers that's what i came to see shout out to biggie oh yes thank god that he's still with us did you see that oh boy that was rough yeah i saw the video of it and that man i'm thankful that he's alive thankful that he's not paralyzed um hopefully both of the uh vertebrae in his neck heal correctly I'm talking about if that C1, um, if it doesn't heal correctly, he may never wrestle again. Yeah. But shit, I will take that if he, you know, stays alive. Yeah, of course. Um, but anyway, uh, man, back yeah. to baseball. So, I'm here to see home runs. I'm here to right. see scoring. I'm here to see the best of the best do the way they do. I'm t- I, I've been tired of seeing pitchers hit. And I felt that way even when the Astros were in the National League. It just mm-hmm. it felt like to me just an easy way out. Like you just walk the eight hitter and bring the pitcher up. Like uh, that whole oh, what about the double switch? Ah, screw it. I'm here for fun. Yeah. So those are the big those are the big changes that I you know I think that are worth noting. You know. Of all the changes and all the talks and delays and everything that went through, you know, went down with this, you know. Oh, and more teams in the playoffs. Right. That's another one. They've expanded it to 10 teams? No, it's 12 now. It was 10 before. Oh, okay. Yes. So, so it's going to be three division winners, three wild card teams. The top two division winners get a, uh, get a bye. And then two of the wild card teams play each other, and then, and I think it's uh, I think it's the highest. No, I think it might be the lowest seed wild card team takes on that third division winner. Yeah, it's it's a whole new ball game now, mm-hmm. and you're gonna see, 
more teams in contention probably keep you probably won't see as many deadline deals in theory if, if a team is in contention they might not be willing to pull the trigger on, on a certain player you're going to see more teams lying to themselves that's what you're going to see <laughs> in effect i mean really. what teams would have made that's that third wild card last year I'm gonna check real quick. You keep mad. Let's see. Because we're gonna have a season where it's gonna be like an 81 and 81 uh team makes it into the playoffs as that six wild card. I can already tell. The Blue Jays missed out. And the Mariners. Mariners. Blue Jays and Athletics all missed out. And they all had um, winning percentages over five. Give me the 30. win total, damn it. I'll give them. Oh, Oakland, 86 wins. Seattle, 90. Toronto, 91. So Toronto would have made the – would have been the sixth yeah. seed. Over in the National League, oh, I know it would have been a trash team. Hold on. I think Cincinnati was closest with Whoa. 83 wins. Oh, well, they don't have to worry about that this year. Yep. So, yeah, Cincinnati would have made in barely over 500. So, right, you're right that there's going to be more teams like in contention, but they're going to, like, how much are they going to be able to do in the playoffs? Like, congratulations, you're in the playoffs, but you only won 81 games. Like, how far do you think that they're getting? Right. And it seems to me like a way for the owners to not spend money because, like, okay, well, we're in we're in contention. We don't really have to go out there and spend money on a um on this upgrade player. We can stand pat. We can stand pat. We don't have to go out there and you know, make the trade or uh, spend, you know, an, an extra $20, $25 million in salary to get this guy. We can just say, fuck it. This is the team we got. We're going to make a run. And if we make it great and we don't make it, oh, we were so close. Get ready. We can, we're going to try to do better next year yeah. as we increase your ticket prices by 10%. <laughs> Uh, no, no, we're here to be happy. Okay, baseball's back. We should be like, we should be happy about that. It was a well, long ass off season. We shouldn't be over here just you know shitting on everything. Right, and I know we should be happy. But if we're gonna jump into the season, talking about the extra teams in the playoffs, I think it's safe to say we can already eliminate San Diego Padres. I'm sorry, what? I think it's safe to say we can already eliminate San Diego. Uh, why? Um, it looks like Fernando Tatis Jr. is going to be out for three months with a broken wrist. Broken I, wrist surgery. Surgery I'm, on a broken wrist. I'm very confused on why that's the first team that you picked out all out of the 30 teams that we have in the league. I well, because I, I was looking at the uh, the win totals from last year. You could have went with the Diamondbacks. You could have went with the Rockies. You could have went with the Marlins, the National, the A's. 
I mean, you talk about a team that's about to be in a dumpster that won what? How many games did Athletics win? 89? Yeah. No, 88 games last year. They're going to be a dumpster. And your first time, I was like, oh, the Padres. Well, because we were talking about the, the, the Reds being the closest National League team. And then I looked after that, and it was the Padres at 79 wins. And, and I say that because the Padres, last year, they missed the playoffs. And they, everybody – I think I picked them going to the World Series. Like, there was a lot of hype surrounding that team because of the emergence of Tatis, because – of all the signings that they made last off season. Um, and to lose a guy like that, man, I mean, it's, it's going to hurt. Do you really think the Giants are going to win 107 games again? That's a good point too. That is a good point. Like if you look at the, the national league right now, who are your wild? Give me who you think is winning their divisions. Because there are a lot of teams that I just named that you can knock out right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you were just talking about how people are giving all we're giving all this love and attention to the Padres last year. That's what people are doing right now with the Mets. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. He signed Scherzer. That's, I know he's older. He's almost 40 at this point. Um, and there's a lot of money they spent on him. So you better hope that, you know, he pays out. He, he uh, pans out and pays off for all that money you're spending on him. Um, all that money you're spending on that team. I mean, uh, what's his name? Lindor is what? Second year of his 10-year, $326 million contract. Yeah, there's, you know. There's definitely a lot of hype behind the Mets. Yeah, but I think you're forgetting one thing. They're the fucking Mets. <laughs> Let's like, I like sometimes team karma works out because I remember uh, last year during the football season, I thought the Chargers were going to make the playoffs, mm -hmm. and they did everything they could to screw themselves out of it. Sometimes. Right. Like it doesn't matter what the jersey you have on. It doesn't matter the players you have. The jersey overrides everything. It's got that, <laughs> right. like, they just have that Met stink on them. And I don't. I'm not gonna sit here and believe in them after what happened to the Padres last year. Like they're gonna have to prove it to me. Of course. I don't think you eliminate them from winning their division outright, but I don't. I mean, I think the Braves still have a good chance of winning repeating and winning their division uh, this season. Um, but you asked me who I think could win their division. I think you're looking at the Braves. You're looking at, I'm going to say St. Louis this year. I think they, they always find a way to, to stay in contention. And uh, unless Christian Yelich gets back to form with Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. And I think it's safe to say Milwaukee is, is going to be the favorites for that division. Um, and, you know, we were talking about this. We were texting about this earlier this morning. But, you know, obviously it looks like the Dodgers will be the, the favorites to win their division, even though they didn't win the division last year. Yeah, uh, They were still the, the favorites. And they lost out by a game. Like, 
I don't see. You're right. I don't see the Giants winning 107 games this year. But at the same time, I don't see the, the Dodgers winning 106 games again this year. So Even that goes with, that goes back to my feelings. that goes back to our point about the Padres. You worried about them not missing the playoffs. Well, then who's making the playoffs? Because six out of these 15 teams have to make it. <laughs> and I, I can eliminate the Marlins, the Nationals, the Pirates, the Rockies, and, and the Diamondbacks. There's five gone, so we got mm-hmm. a, there's 11 left. And I don't know how you feel about the Phillies, but I don't trust their bullpen. And I'm sorry, I forgot to eliminate the Reds. We know they're not going to be in it. Yeah, I mean, they lost their best player already. So and I eliminated and they traded their second best player. Yeah. So I just eliminated six teams from these three divisions. So, so there's think- nine teams for six spaces. I mean, I think the Padres have a good shot to get it. This is that year after disappointment. Mm-hmm the year after the disappointment where everything comes together and we've saw we've seen this remember um the astros in 2016 it seemed like everything was going to come together for them and then they didn't even make the playoffs mm-hmm. yeah but if i had to make a pick today mm-hmm. i would say the braves the mets and in no particular order in terms of who's going to win the most games um but I would say the Braves, the Mets, Brewers and Cardinals, and Giants and Dodgers. I'm sorry, Braves, Mets, Brewers, Cardinals, uh, Giants and Dodgers? Yeah. Okay. So I feel like the, all, the, all those teams that missed out, well, no, I, I, no, I, won't, I won't even say that. But, uh, yeah, if we're picking six teams from the, the National League, then those are the six I'm, I'm going to go with. This season is going to be really difficult because of the, the shortened spring training. I was telling right. um, buddy at work, like, basically the first six weeks of the season, don't even believe in it. Just yeah, <laughs> don't get too mad. Don't get too mad. Don't get too upset if the Astros are, like, treading 500 because this season is going to be almost as crazy as the, um, the uh, 2020 season when you consider yeah. how spring training is going and how much work these guys are getting. Um, Man, I'm surprised you picked two teams from every division. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I, I, I don't necessarily trust the Phillies. The Reds, they, they've lost their two best offensive players, uh, so they're going nowhere. And I, I really think the loss of Tatis Jr. is going to really hurt that lineup for San Diego. Unless he comes back after three months. And you know, hits like a beast, then anything's possible. Yeah. Let me put my nerd glasses on and look at these (laughs) fan graphs. So, right now, the fan graphs they give the Padres 69.5% chance of making the playoffs. So, the fan graphs is much higher on them than you are. Hey, I remember Tatis missed a lot of time last year. Did he? Yeah, he had the shoulder injury. Oh my gosh! So they're paying him all this money, and he's already injury prone. 
How many games did he play last year? Let me check. I don't think he played more than 140. He played 130 games last year. Oh, my God. They gave the guy $300 million. I mean, he's only played – before that, he'd only played in, like, what's that, 144 games in two seasons before in oh. 19 and 20. I mean, they're paying for potential, and he's definitely got a lot of that. Sure. And even with those 130 games, he still hit what, 40, 42 home runs. I don't know. Even if you only get three months of Tatis, you're getting three months of A-plus player. Mm-hmm. And so if they're able to just to tread water without him, I think they're going to be fine. So who's the key for them? Would you say it's Clevenger and Snell? You know what? Let me look, because I really haven't looked that much. I mean, let's not forget um, Manny Machado. He's definitely going to have to be the centerpiece, you know, the, the leader of the team now. Good question. I really haven't been paying that much attention to San Diego besides the injury. But I'll just say this season's going to be a little wacky. And I don't think that you can just uh, throw, toss them aside just because of one injury. I think they're going to be better than you think. So it's so what you're saying is there are definitely certain teams you can count out. I mean, there are certain not- teams that you can look at and tell that they're not trying. Right. But you wouldn't consider San Diego. That's fair. That's fair. Nah, not with as much money as they put in that team in the last <laughs> right. couple of years. Yeah. That's plenty fair. Oh, yeah. I still believe, man. They still got problems with, um, I don't know what they're going to do with uh, Hosmer and Myers. There are two guys taking up a lot of money that are basically replacement players right now. Mm-hmm. But they have the pitching to get through and like three three months. They'll survive for three months. So which team out of the National League would you keep your eye on most? <sighs> out of the National League? Okay, so you got to give respect to the Braves or the reigning Champion, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and probably, and, and I mean, you gotta say Dodgers because they just got the money needed to fix anything, mm-hmm. along with their um their farm system, and the Brewers. The Brewers to me always seem like that team can that just cannot get over the hump, like no matter what. And that may be unfair to say to them, but it, it just feels like they're missing something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I I would say the Dodgers. Dodgers and Braves, those are the two teams I have my eye on. What about you? Um, I would say Dodgers and like I said, Brewers, I think the big question is if Yelich can bounce back 
from what the past two seasons it looks like yeah that first season it looks like a um you know 2020 you don't personally i i toss everything out but he hasn't been good for a season and a half yeah i'm only counting 2020 as a half there's only 60 games so right. I don't know. I don't know if he can get back because he's one of those guys who he was big on um, what they they have. Uh, The the film room where they would be able to go in and um, basically take a look at their ambassadors and stuff. And ever since the MOB's got rid of that, he has been suffering. So um, we'll see. This is his make or break season. Yeah, because he, he's hitting his athletic prime at age 30. Um, and that lineup is not as young as it used to be. And doesn't seem as potent unless, again, he gets back on track. Mm-hmm. But their rotation should be good. Um, Brandon Woodruff had a good, decent season last year. He finished 9-10, and 10, which... You know, wins and losses isn't everything, obviously, nowadays. The rest of his numbers were stellar. Um, and then they had another guy, uh, Corbin Burns, who was just ridiculous in the second half of the season. You know, earlier this week, I was trying to remember who won all the awards, and I, for the life of me, could not remember who won the National League Cy Young. I, I don't even remember hearing who won <laughs> Do you remember one? You know, so you don't know at all. It, well, I see it was it was Burns. Okay, it was Burns. I could not remember. And I'll be honest with you, it took me a good 10 minutes to remember that Bryce um Bryce Harper won the MVP. <laughs> and I don't know if that's just you know because he didn't make the playoffs or because we are so enthralled with the American League. But nothing in the National League really um, made my radar until we got to the playoffs. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, if we look at the if you look at the National League, um, the top hitters were Trey Turner, Juan Soto, Frank Frank Schwindel, who Bryce Harper. Yeah, okay. you, that you're making up that name. I've never heard of that person before in my life. <laughs> I'm looking at it. Um, yeah, I mean these are really really good players, but outside of Harper, you know everybody else isn't like a household name yet. Um, yeah, it's going to take some time. I got to And like you said, you know, because the, the Astros being in the American League, yeah, our attention is going to drift heavier to the, you know, to the American League side. I guess fine. Who is this man you're talking about? That cannot be a real person. Yeah. He was number two in batting behind Trey Turner in the uh, National League. It's not like his name was Craig Schenkel or anything like that. It's Frank Schwindel. How many at-bats did he get? 242. 
Okay, so he did not qualify for the Bantar. That's why he's not up here. I'm looking at, at ESPN. I don't know why they have him ranked at number two. It's weird. I, I mean, I looked at the games played in the at-bats, and I was like, that doesn't look right, but they got him there for some reason. Because I'm on Fangrass, and I'm looking back. I'm, I just flipped over to average, and it goes Trey Turner, Yuli Gurriel, Juan Soto, Michael Brantley. I'm looking like, where is this mystery man? <laughs> Craig Schenkel. Uh, no, Frank Schwindel. Is he a rookie or no? I got no more. Is he a rookie or what? He played 64 games with Oakland and Chicago Cubs. Um, boy, he looks like a Craig Schenkel. Um, How old is he? How many years he played? I got to know. He's 29. He played for the Oakland Athletics. I have no recollection of this man. He's played two seasons, six games in 2019 and 64 games in 2021. Yeah, that's so weird that they had him as the number two hitter in the the National League. I don't – ESPN, man, get your – get it together, son. What's going on there? You got me befuddled over here. I ain't never heard that man's <laughs> name until you said it. Um, uh, going back. Okay, so um, every year there's a team that, uh, you know, makes it into playoffs after missing it the year before. Who in the National League you think can make that jump? The team, a team that will make the playoffs this year that missed it last year? Yes, sir. Because I remember I picked – who did I pick? I know in the American League last year, I picked the Mariners, and they almost made it. I, oh, do, I do not remember who I picked in the National League, but they definitely did not make it. I think I picked the Mariners. I think I picked the Mar- – no, I didn't pick the Mariners because they made the playoffs in 2020. Man. Maybe I picked the Mets. Maybe that's why I'm pissed off because they failed me once already. Uh, so yeah. So you're yeah. You, you want me to tell you? Are you looking at the uh, the leagues? I am, and I okay, guess from sorry, the sorry. National League, I would I would say the Mets. I mean, they've spent the most, I guess, most or second most money in the in the National League this off season. Um, they have the roster to make the playoffs. And uh, yeah, there's like I said, all the expectations are on them. So either they're gonna they're gonna meet and or exceed those expectations, or be the Mets. <laughs> I mean, the Mets are gonna meet. Um, yeah. I'm gonna put my money where my mouth is, and I'm gonna say the San Diego Padres. Okay. Uh, just because um, I still believe they're a good team. They had a bad year last year, but that shouldn't stop them. And um, I don't like it when we pick the same team all the time. Seems kind of sure, boring. That, that definitely that definitely makes it a better conversation. Mm-hmm. And then nah, I'm not really into doing any awards or anything like that. But yeah, man, the National League, it might as well be in the in the um shadow realm because I do not pay attention to them at all until <laughs> either after the uh, all-star break or the playoffs. Yeah. 
All right, so let's move to the American League, my friend. So how are you feeling about your Astros, good sir? Um, hope springs eternal, always. Um, you still have to like them as a contender. They're a very interesting team. They're a very intriguing team, if you ask me. They might be the most intriguing team in the American League because – you're hoping you get back a healthy Justin Verlander, fully healed, ready to go Justin Verlander. And if you do, that could be that could mean big things. That could be, I mean, it has to be at this point because McCullers is not going to start the season on time. Mm-hmm. Um, what makes him so interesting is the Verlander, um, the Verlander effect. Uh, the McCullers injury. Um, the fact that they could still very well re-sign Carlos Correa and only add to that, you know, make sure that lineup is as dangerous as ever. Um, and you're gonna get a, you're going to get a full season of um, uh, you're, you're so you're gonna get a full season of Jake Myers, Jose Siri. Um, you're hoping Kyle well, Tucker continues. Not, well, not Jake Myers. He's hurt. Oh, he is. Okay. Well, yeah, he's Jose still recovering Siri. from offseason uh, shoulder surgery. Oh, that's right. From the, the collision. Yeah. The good thing is he's um, he's throwing. He's uh, taking bad practice, but he's not going to be involved in spring training. And I don't think he's going to. I think they said um, uh, they expect them sometime um, not in May. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it is disgusting to see that Jose Alvarez is still only 24 years old and won't be 25 until almost July. Um, Jordan Alvarez, I'm sorry. And you, you know, He's not going to have to – he's going to be a full t- a true full-time designated hitter now. Oh, yeah. You don't worry, have to worry about playing the field in the National League parks anymore. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, a guy who hit 27 home runs in 19, hurt 20, 33 home runs last year, 21. Uh, again, who's only 24 years old still. Um, you've got leadership in Brantley, you know, veteran leadership in Brantley, Altuve, Bregman, those guys. I mean, look, this is again, and still the possibility of re-signing Carlos Correa, which is crazy. The only thing is you have to hope that the rotation is ready to take on the burden of not having Lance McCullers Jr. to start the season. But we've seen in the past that these guys can handle it. Like it's Look, I'm it just you depends right. on which which guys you're gonna get, like which Christian Javier you're gonna get, which uh uh which uh Urquidy shows up, which Framber shows up, you know? And if the guys that we've seen that have been dominant in the past show up, uh, which Luis Garcia is gonna show up. This is a still a very good team. 
I'm going to say the same thing I said last year. As long as the hitting is right, the pitching can figure it out. Yeah. And they did last year. I mean, they absolutely did. uh, If Kyle Tucker just repeats what he did last year, hopefully starts out a little bit better and uh, Alex Bregman can stay healthy. The team can make another run at the world series. Um, I, I 100% agree. And I'm not really too worried about the pitching. Um, they can always make a trade or whatever or have you. Uh, Lex McCullers will eventually come back. Even if he only shows up for half of the season, I'm fine with that. <laughs> Honestly, that might be better for him long-term considering how he's dealt with injuries. Um, and this is the type of team where the Astros are in a position where they're the type of team where as long as your guy is back in time for the playoffs, like they're in that conversation now. They're that good where, yeah, as long as he's back in time for the playoffs, we like our chances still. That's a good place to be in. Yeah, and Astros have one thing. One thing, if um, and I think the most important thing, they don't need anyone to go out there and be a superstar. As long as everyone is consistent, mm-hmm. they'll be great. Right. And you know that's asking a lot because you know it's 162 games. It's a compressed season, so it's not going to be. It's never. Gonna, it's not going to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect. They're not sure. going to go 162 and 0. Yeah. And you're right to have questions about things like the. The pitching, um, I think the bullpen, they still need a guy. I was really hoping that they would go out there and sign uh, Colin McHugh back, and, of course, he went to the Braves. Um, but Fangraph still has this team right now, even without Carlos Correa, as a 90-win team. Yeah. That's how stacked the team is, really, I mean, especially offensively. And let me ask you a question, because mm-hmm. – like, we have to assume right now. Like, we have to talk about this team as if Correa as, – as it is, as it stands right now. Mm-hmm. Correa is not on this team. Yes, okay. although we probably sped up the timeline because you're going to sign 15 minutes after we get off the air. <laughs> I mean, it's it's it doesn't help uh, our discussion and, and the podcast itself. Um, but, hell, if it, if it helps the team, you know, I'll, I'll take one for the team. <laughs> But, well, I'm not uh, saying with the team. Um, I saw Ben Verlander uh, tweeted out today that the Orioles had offered Carlos Correa a 10-year, $300 million contract. See, I saw something about that too, but I have not seen anything else about it. Like, I haven't seen it from the other guys that, you know, the other reporters that, we've, that we're familiar with. So, yeah, I mean, that's crazy. Like, we talked about earlier, they're going to double their payroll salary with one guy. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, last night and before that, last thing I saw was um, Ken Rosenthal saying that he that the Astros were going to make some kind of offer, increase offer. I mean, we haven't got any number numbers available yet, but uh, I was talking to Daniel earlier. And we, were, we were trying to throw out numbers and i my offers like it's a five-year 182 million dollars i think i said mm-hmm. something like that 
but with the opt out after the first year. Because if he goes back into the market next year, he'll be 28. He'll still be the youngest and best shortstop available. Right. So, yeah, I mean, you know, that there's a lot to, you know, to still hope for. And, and there's a lot to, there's a lot of rumors to digest and a lot of possibilities to consider. Um, but when, when talking about the Astros, as we're talking about them as they are currently constructed and that include, that means without Carlos Correa, um, what are your early thoughts on the presumed starter? If Correa goes elsewhere, uh, Jeremy Pena. <laughs> Throw the kid out there and see if he can sink or swim. Mm-hmm. Top rated prospect for the team. Or one of the top rated prospects. Um, but I don't really know much else about him. Gaps, you don't know anything about your Lord and Savior? You're soon to be Lord and Savior, Jeremy Pena. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I, I don't. Just, just, just. So coming out of college, he was, uh, um, I don't want to say glove first, like he didn't have any ability with the bat, but he was a glove, a glove guy. Um, he's recently came into his own, um, put on some muscle. Um, the last year he battled a wrist injury, came back, hit 297 with 10 home runs and a shortened stint. So he, I'm not expecting him to be a superstar. I, I just need him to be a serviceable shortstop, mm-hmm. especially with all the talent that's already on this team. He doesn't need to come out here and tried to be Carlos Correa, and Dusty Baker has told him that. He doesn't need to come out here and try to fill Carlos Correa's shoes if Correa doesn't come back. He just needs to handle his own and do the right. best he can. Yeah, I mean, he's he's in a very fortunate position where being a shortstop um, with a decent bat, like, he doesn't, has necessarily, he doesn't necessarily have to be a middle-of-the-order guy doesn't have to hit anywhere from he can avoid two through five easily Mm -hmm. and develop his bat at the big league level. If he has to, if he has to hit six or seventh, that's fine. You know, he's, that's a good spot for him because it'll, and we've seen with, with uh, Jake Myers hitting in those low spots early, you know, it gave you more looks and, and he, he made the most of it. More looks, less pressure. Right. Um, do I want Carlos Correa to come back? Of course I do. Of course. Who doesn't? I the mean, Orioles even want him. <laughs> they're, they're terrible and they're cheap. Of course I you mean, want Carlos Correa. My dream as a GM was for them to sign Correa, sign Carla McHugh, trade Jeremy Pena, for you know bullpen or starter help and then run the table mm-hmm. um i'm definitely not getting the Colin McHugh part <laughs> but yeah, i'm not worried about this team i'm not worried about this team winning the division no not at all even with all the moves that seattle has made and seattle has made some moves i mean they seattle's made some impressive moves but seattle i guarantee you, they're going to be that team that is better 
but has a worse record because they were so lucky in close games. Like their mm-hmm. their run differential last year was insane. Uh, when you consider what their record was, like you threw the I think the Pythagorean run differential, like they shouldn't even been a five hundred team, <laughs> and they won what ninety two. 90 games. Yeah. So I think they're going to fall back around the 80 range while having a better team on him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't, <laughs> I got nothing to say about the Oakland A's. They are in fire cell mode. Don't have to once worry again. about that. Yeah. Once again, saying run it back again. Um, the, uh, what's up about the Rangers? Like, I like, I love what they did going out there and um, spending money in the off season, getting, um, What's his name? Uh, Seeger and Horse getting um, what's the oh man Marcus Simeon? Like mm-hmm. I love that they spent a half a billion dollars to show that they're ready to spend money. But I don't think that they're going to be around five hundred. Like I think they're going to be a 70, 75 win team. Once again, they spend all their money and they don't spend it on pitching. Whether pitching was available or not. They spent it all on Corey Seager, yeah, and Marcus Simeon. I mean, how many more wins are those two players going to translate for this team? I mean, realistically, I don't, I don't see this team mm-hmm. being even. Um, I don't even see them being. 15 games better than they were last year. Oh, wow. They won 60 games last year. I thought they won less. Yeah, I might have to revise that to them winning around 70 games. Yeah. But the problem is, like, they're going to be able to squeak out games against the athletics. (laughs) So it's going to – those teams will play each other 30 times. And – Someone's going to go 20 and 10, perhaps. Have they changed the schedule? Do you know? Because the schedule is supposed to be, I can't remember, is this year or next year where the schedule is supposed to be, you play every team? Next, that'll be for next year. Oh, that's next year? Okay. Um, Because um, when they make that change, you're going to play the teams in your division, I think only 14 times, 719. Mm-hmm. But if it's still 19 times, I mean, if they got 19 games against the athletics, they should be able to win 12 of them. <laughs> I just I just don't see the athletics being any good at all this year. Like, they might be the worst team in the league. But, yeah, rank, I'm going to say Rangers end up somewhere between 70 to 73 wins. And then the Angels, prove it to me. <laughs> I mean – Again, another team that spends all their money on offense and very little pitching. And it's just turned out to be just a waste of time for Mike Trout, for our Pujols, it was, you know, during that time. Um, and if, they don't, just, if they're not careful. Justin Upton, Anthony Justin Rendon. And if they're not careful, Shohei Otani, it's going to happen. Writing is on the wall because that's what the angels do. And, you know, that's why, you know, like, uh, you know, we were talking, we were texting about, you know, landing spots for Korea. 
I've been steadfast this whole time. Always be, always watch out for the Angels because Artie, Artie Marino likes to spend money. He's got money to spend, and he likes to spend it on on big offensive players. And I would not, I, I will never be surprised to see the that the Angels have signed a top rated offensive player and not improve their their pitching at all. Yeah, the one good pitcher they got is Noah Syndergaard. He's coming off an injury. That's yeah, he's not even guaranteed to be good. Mm-hmm. Their best pitcher is going to be Atani again, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even... and as and once he starts crushing forty home runs by the All Star break, they're going to shut that down. They're going to be like, no, <laughs> you can't pitch anymore. You've got to focus on hitting. Like. It's going to get to that point if he's as dominant at the plate as he was last year. It's going to get to that point where they're going to say, "Look, you're you're a good pitcher, but you're not a great pitcher. You're a great hitter. Let's let's focus on on one of the two, and let's focus on the thing that you're great at." Let me see. I'm checking Fangraphs. Fangraphs have the Angels going 81 and 80. <laughs> Wait, what? 81 and 80. Oh wait, I got a round. I'm sorry, I got a round. Yeah, 82 and 80. I'm sorry. Okay. It's 81 point. It's 81.9. I got you. Sorry, I didn't round up. My bad. Floating around. Sweet, sweet 500 yet again. <laughs> so yeah, that's what should win this division easily unless something mm-hmm. crazy happens. Let's go to the other division, Centrals and the East. Um Oof. All right, I got something to say about the damn Chicago White Sox. <laughs> right. So here we go. If you don't know MLB.com, they have their power rings they put out. And they had the Chicago White Sox up at second. <laughs> they have, I believe, the Braves at seven and the Astros at eight. And I am so confused. Because I was reading the write-up and the write-up written by former Houston legend Allison Footer. The write-up asked this question, who is going to play right field and second base for the White Sox? (laughs) Now, silly me, I don't think that's a question that you need to be asking about the team that you say is going to be the second best team in the league. Like, that don't make any sense to me. <laughs> it really doesn't. And when we talk about a team in a weak division, we were just talking about Astros. God damn, the White Sox are in the worst division. Mm-hmm. Who do you think going to reach 500 out of the Guardians, the Tigers, the Royals, or the Twins? Uh, boy. Just by all the moves that make the moves that they've made, you've got to think the twins. But I mean, nothing is guaranteed with this division. Like I would say the Tigers, because at least they went out and got um not Lindor. What's his name? See, this is what happened. The offseason was so long, I forgot that the shortstop they signed. Uh, which team? The Tigers. Oh, uh, Baez. Thank you. Javier Baez. And they won 77 games last year. But it's just, 
they're the tall man in a in a land full of little people, mm-hmm. the Chicago White Sox. And if it wasn't for the luckiest fucking game three that I've ever seen in my <laughs> life, they would have got swept in the playoffs last year. And we talked about earlier, we're talking about teams that you need to, to look out for because you talk, you brought up the White Sox earlier, and I was like, I'm not keeping an eye on them. I pretend I do not see them until they <laughs> prove it to me. I don't, I don't even want to look at them. But you, what teams are you keeping an eye on in the American League? Um, I am... Well, we talked about this and, you know, again, to be, uh, to make sure that we don't agree on every single thing, I am going to keep my eye on the, the White Sox. Um, I don't necessarily see them as the second best team in the American League. Um, but I feel like they're good enough to, in that division, you know, to, to win it again. And cause you know cause more problems in, in the playoffs but again you're just keeping an eye I'm not necessarily worried about them um but the other teams to keep an eye on the rays of course the blue jays and uh i'm gonna say the tigers and and here's why because the tigers have aj hinch as their manager and aj hinch is not a bad manager he was fired because of uh, you know, poor decisions that were made in that whole thing, the whole scandal. Because he couldn't be a man and tell people to stop. Right. <laughs> yeah. Call it what it is. Um, there, I think there'll be a team to keep an eye on. Not again. Not I'm not. And and you know, I'm not necessarily worried about any of these teams because the Astros are going to make the playoffs. And they're you know going to win their division. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of teams that will be filtered out by that point. And then when it comes to the playoffs, you know, once the teams are set, um, I I wouldn't even be worried then, but I'm going to keep my eye on the Tigers, the White Sox, the Rays and the Jays. Boy, I'm glad you said the Tigers because they're my playoff team. They're my, the team that missed the playoffs to make the playoffs. They're my team. Okay. I think they make it this year. Um, but going with what you're saying, as far as teams to keep my eye out for, um, the Rays and the Jays, because the Rays, they won 100 games last year. Um, I make the same joke every time. They can pull someone out of the stands and they'll hit 285. <laughs> right. um, and then the Blue Jays, they have just been making moves this offseason to better themselves and to make a run at the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like I have a, like it's crazy. and the team that I have no no fear of no respect for the New York Yankees. <laughs> I'm here just laughing. How the mighty have fallen. Their their friends were getting so hyped. They were dreaming of having Seager and um Freeman Freeman and you know just being the Yankees of old, and now they have to resort to um. Uh, what's his name? Connor Falefa. And uh, a, a I, guy you can't even pronounce. I can't pronounce his name. Yeah. And uh, Anthony Rizzo. 
Yeah. And if the laws in New York stay the same, Anthony Rizzo and Eric Judge won't even be playing in New York this year. Until. <laughs> if or until. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, the how the mighty have fallen and how we laugh at them. I, I don't yeah, but they won 92 games last year. The Yankees did that. I can't remember one second of their playoffs. Yeah, they uh, they lost to the Red Sox, right? Yeah. Yeah, they, they must have. So is uh, so you have the Tigers making the playoffs. Do you have the Yankees missing the playoffs? I got to say, that would be the best thing. <laughs> Um, you know what? They might both make the playoffs because I think the Astros are the only team they're going to make it from the West. Okay. Okay. So, do you have your your six teams? Oh man. Okay, Astros, Jays, and White Sox win the division, and then as far as the wild card teams, some um, combination of Rays, Tigers, and. I think I have to choose between the White Sox and the Yankees. I really don't want to have to choose either of them. Mm-hmm. I might fuck around and pick the Angels. <laughs> you know, my hatred of the White Sox and I mean, the, my hatred of the Yankees and the Red Sox trump all. I'll keep both of them out and instead I'll put the Angels in as my 16. Wow, the Angels. Yeah, I got okay. both the Angels and Tigers making the playoffs after missing it last year. Okay. Hmm. So, so I have to pick a team that missed the playoffs that will make the playoffs this year? Oh, you don't have to. It's just okay. uh, it's just every year there's a team that makes it after missing it the year before. So mm-hmm. I, I, it's just more entertaining for personally for me that way. Oh, okay. Then I have it. Okay, that's right. I do have it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So – I've got I've got three teams coming out of the East again. I've got the Rays, I've got the Red Sox, and this time I got the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's nice. yeah. They got the White Sox winning the division, the Central, the Astros, and I think I'm going to go with the Mariners. They were very close last year. Mm-hmm. They missed it by what two games? Yeah. Um, and they made moves this offseason. so. And you know what? Being a former Astro, I'm very curious to see what a full season of Abraham Toro <laughs> at third base is like for this team. <laughs> Damn, I picked three teams that didn't make the playoffs last year. I forgot the Jays didn't make it. <laughs> I picked them to win the division. I think it's just going to be interesting. It's going to be good to have baseball back, have something to watch in the summer. Always. Always good to have baseball mm-hmm. back. Um, yeah, it's going to be it, it, it's going to be a rough, what, six weeks, you said? I'll, I'll agree. I'll say six weeks as well. Um, yeah. 
see what happens. See how these, you know, everybody adjusts. Um, again, if I have to, like, if I were to pick someone I'm most concerned about mm-hmm. having a bad season, I'm going to say Altuve because he's shown, it, it, he's proven that he's, you know, had a rough season after a, uh, um, what is the word? Uh, after an irregular, you know, in a regular year or, or you know what, you know what I'm saying? Like he was bad in 2020. He didn't have spring training and missed all those, you know, he missed half the season. Um, I just hope that he, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned that, you know, that they did miss February, that they didn't get all those kinks out that they normally would. Um, and of course, I'm always hoping I'm proven wrong when it comes to anybody from the Astros. And I will revel in my wrongness if, uh, if it happens. That's fine. I think you just put in too much stock in a weird-ass year. Mm-hmm. If you take that away, if you just eliminate 2020 and go from you know 2019 to 2021, he actually had a better year in 2021 than he had in 2019. So I, I'm not worried at all. Um, he might have a little bit of a slowdown because he is getting up there in age, but mm-hmm. you know, he, what, he's going to be 32 this season. Yeah, I'm, I'm really not that worried. Um, yeah, I mean, I, look, the, the days of him uh, – Stealing thirty bases or held twenty bases. Those are ten. Gone. Yeah, <laughs> he hasn't <laughs> stolen true. double digit bases since two thousand eighteen. Yeah, yeah. He only stole what? He stole five last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not. I'm not worried about it. I'm trying to think if there's any Astro hitter I'd be most worried having a fallback is probably uh Guriel. Age, uh, yeah, gonna be 36, 37. Yeah, sorry. Let me well, you know good. what? If there is any team that I'm any player outside of Altuve. I lied. He's going to be 38. <laughs> it's Bregman because the guy has still been inconsistent. Whether he's been healthy or not, like it's always something it feels like. Was he hurt in 2020? I can't remember. Uh, it looks like he only played 42 games. All right, 2020 is again a weird season. I can really, I personally, I'm not gonna, I can't read too much into it. Mm-hmm. So, but he only you, played 91 games last year. That's again, that's yeah, you know what? I, I will forget about all two base 2020 and say the, the player I'm most concerned about is, is Bregman. Are we gonna get 2021 Bregman or 2019 Bregman? 
If I those put those are two different players. If I put Bregman's home run total at twenty three and a half, are you going over or under? Oh boy, I'm gonna say under, just so way I can be proven wrong. <laughs> because you want the guy, you know, you need the guy to hit in this lineup. He's only hit more than 23 home runs once, and that was 2019. No, no, he hit 31 in 2018. 2018, he hit 13. 13. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I'm sorry, I'm looking at Guriel. I'm my bad. I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, My apologies. Let me go to the right person. Let me try to go to the right person in my ear and that's saying no, thank you. <laughs> now looking at the right number, my my change my over under. Uh no, I probably keep it at the same exact place. <laughs> yeah, tw- what was it? What I say 23 and a half? Yeah, 23 and a half. Yeah, 23 and a half. Let's see. All the projections have him around that number too. I just <laughs> It was crazy. I picked that number and I was on the wrong page. <laughs> yeah, that's a, um, you know, I'm not going to uh, say you're wrong because he's had those nagging injuries pop up over and over again. Mm-hmm. One guy I'm, I'm worried. I'm more worried about him is just Gurriel, just because of his, his age. And the same sure. thing with um with Uncle Mike in the outfield. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets more uh, days at DH and they throw um, Alvarez in left field when they're at home because he isn't a young guy either. So. Yeah, you know what? That I wouldn't be surprised either. It's going this year. He'll be thirty five. Yeah, I mean, because your Alvarez has to guarantee that his bat is as good as ever to be in that, you know, you need him in that lineup every day. Mm-hmm. Tucker, like you said, you're hoping that he duplicates what he did last year. Um, Myers is not going to be starting the season. He's gonna, not going to be, you know, ready in time for the start of the season. Yeah, it's McCormick right now, and Siri isn't even in the country because of visa issues. So, yeah. And so, you know, you're not guaranteed the same production from those guys or, you know, we we don't know what they're going to be like playing full time. So, or at least one of the two. Um, And with an older Brantley, you know, he's going to need, definitely going to need some time to, you know. Oh man, he needs time to rest. Rest those knees. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he played 121 games last year. Oh, he was dealing with his own injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put the over under at a hundred and hundred and eighteen and a half. You going up more or less? Uh 
I'll say more. I think he can get to that 121 again, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you get to a 121 and you're still, that's still, what, 41 games missed? Mm-hmm. It's like a uh, what, month, five weeks of the season. Yeah, that's not bad at all. And especially, you know, they're having a condensed season because <laughs> the networks refuse to move the playoff games. Right. Like Fox is like, you ain't moving the World Series, buddy. Figure it out. Yeah. Like, and so and again, have... like we said, you know, or like I said earlier, this is a team where you've got players that you're, you're in a position where as long as they make it to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And Brantley is one of those guys. His bat is – I mean, there was a lot of talk – whether or not he should have, you know, taken a back seat because he isn't a power hitter when we were having trouble scoring runs, but in the playoffs, or at least in the the first two games of the ALCS and obviously in the World Series. But at the same time, he's a guy who makes contact, who can get on base, you know. Who doesn't strike out. Right. So you until a younger Michael a younger stronger Michael Brantley emerges um he's gonna have to be in the lineup and again so at this point it's like again as long as he makes it to the playoffs like mm-hmm. that's the mo- that's the key yeah like I said, I'm not worried about their offense they're pro- they're gonna shuffle guys off give guys break mm-hmm. um I just want them to sign at least one more guy for the bullpen because there are guys in there that I can trust with my life like Ryan Presley and there's guys like Josh James I have no idea what's going to happen <laughs> right. yeah we need to get that guy you know making sure that the CPAP machine is running on all cylinders firing on all cylinders um you know, get this guy plenty of rest at night and plenty of focus to throw 100 miles an hour straight down the middle. Not straight down the middle. That'll end up on Crawford Street. <laughs> I mean, 100 miles an hour, not erratically. Yeah, it's got a hope and pray. Um... God, what was the name of the guy they signed from the the Dodgers who didn't play at all last year? A brave. No. Pedro Baez. Oh, Baez. Okay. Yeah. He was hurt last year, right? He was hurt, and I think he had COVID as well. Oh, okay. Uh, I started rolling down his his uh, page on Fangraphs, and it comes up rotor wire news. Bias shoulder won't pitch again this season. I'm like, what? But oh that was that God. was that was last year. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he's out already. God damn, he pitched four, four yeah four games. He pitched well. <laughs> Small ass sample size. Yeah. Two hits, one earned run, five strikeouts, four and a third inning. That's, you know, that's not bad. Oh, I mean, if that translates over, you know, 70 games, then hell yeah. 
That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Also, I still have faith in um, what's his name? Forrest Whitley. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to give up on this guy. He's only 24. Still, really? Yeah. Wow. Okay, yeah. No, you 24 and what six foot seven? Like I've you have uh pulled me from the brink and you did it again. So yeah, I mean I I want to I want to see this guy emerge as you know a top of the rotation guy that you know everybody was hoping he would he would be yeah i saw a video of him pitching i think it was yesterday he's at on his ring training with everyone else um probably won't see him pitching in triple a until about the middle of the of the baseball season but mm-hmm. you know if he's pitching well he there's a chance he could call call it up I mean, this is like what do you think his ceiling is now? Oh boy. Um it's hard to say because he's he's been so inconsistent in the minors with injuries, with the COVID season, with suspensions. Um I really can't say. Man, he kind of feels like um, Lance McCullers before this previous season where you know he has all the talent and it just never clicks. Mm-hmm. So, I think he could be a, uh, a number two, maybe a number three. I don't know, I don't know if he's ever going to be that ace he was projected to be. Right. No, I mean, I think um, an ace is going to ace – pretty pretty shortly after starting you know but if he could be if he winds up being a number two guy um i look at this team as a team with a lot of if they can be number two guys and if you have a a a rotation of all number two guys it's pretty damn good rotation in my opinion. Yeah, especially if we can get the lineup that can back it up. Right. All right. All right. Um, I was just curious because he just popped into my head. But I'm like, when you have someone who goes through all those injuries and he's still out there trying to do the best he can and prove himself, I'm always going to root for you. Mm-hmm. Unless it comes out, he's like some kind of racist, homophobic jackass. <laughs> and all, all bets are off. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Don't be a dick. But don't be surprised if either. We're at this point where nothing surprises me. Mm-mm. No one surprises me when 
it's revealed yeah. <laughs> that they are a different person. Yes, sir. Um, anything else, my friend? I uh, The last thing I have is that just I am glad that they got the deal done. Baseball is back, and uh, I'm excited, as always, once – you know, once, uh, you know, the, the engine on the baseball season has been started, kicking the tires and all that kind of stuff, I'm ready, man. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm ready to hopefully be able to go to some games this year. Absolutely. I don't think I went to any last year. Oh, man. I went to a couple. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I went to any. Well, give me a call, man. We'll, let's make it happen. Yeah, definitely got to take Amari to a couple of games this year. Definitely. Maybe buying a new And if he doesn't want to go with you, give me a call. I'll, I'll... <laughs> no, no, no. You know, you feel, I was going to say, I maybe we have to buy a new jersey, depending if a certain shortstop signs or not. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> All right, that's it. We're done for tonight. Uh, we'll be back later on. Um, you think we can get one in this weekend? Because I really want to talk about all the the stuff that's gone down in the NFL. Because it's been whacks, wacko. Yeah, let's uh, let's shoot for Sunday. All right, that sounds good to me. All right, Anthony, it's always a pleasure talking to you, my man. Appreciate, appreciate you being here. And Absolutely. And uh, thank you all for listening, downloading, sharing. We appreciate it. And uh, we hopefully, tentatively, we'll be back next Monday with another pod. Yay. For Anthony, I'm DeQuincy. Laters.